Another example, if a person says, the gold dinner that comes into my hand first should become Kaddish, and a silver dinner comes into his hand first, Beishamah becomes Kaddish, Beishamah does not. Last case, Dr. Mishnah, if a person says, the barrel of wine that comes into my hand first should become Kaddish, and a barrel of oil comes into his hand first, Beishamah say becomes Kaddish, Beishamah does not. Dr. Gemara, the Gemara assumes that Beishamah means that the white ox and the silver dinner and the barrel full of oil, those are the things that become Kaddish. So, Frank Gemara, why did Beishamah hold this way? And for the Gemara, they learned the halacha from Tmura, just as Tmura takes effect even when it's done in error, the same as regarding the onset of Hegdish as well. Beishamah will say that although that's true regarding Tmura, it would not be true regarding the onset of Hegdish. Frank Gemara, regarding Tmura, although it takes effect even if done in error, it does not take effect in opposition to the person's statement. So, if so, the same should be regarding the onset of Hegdish, and according to Beishami, the white axe should not become Hegdish. Rav Papa said, Beishami means that the first black black axe to leave the house becomes Hegdish, not the white axe. This is because we understand the person's statement to mean whichever black axe comes out of the house first will become Kadosh. And therefore, it's the bla- the first black axe that comes out. It's taka, not the white axe that came out in, in actuality first. In fact, the Mishnah said the person's statement referred only to an, only a single black axe. And our Papa is explaining it to mean that there were a number of black axe, and that's why he's saying the first black axe to come out first. The Mara says that his explanation would only be appropriate when there's more than one black axe. Our Papa would explain the base hill hold that if this is what the person meant to say, he should have said from my, he, he should have only said that the one that comes out first. Why do you add the words from my house? You don't need that. So I was like, it must be that uh, that's not what it's referring to. According to our Papa, this is not a case of erroneous Hegdish, it's a case of deliberate and carefully worded Hegdish. And furthermore, since we have to explain the statement differently than what would seem to be the simple understanding, that's why we call it a case of erroneous Hegdish. Furthermore, does our Papa mean to say that Beishami would hold that a case of true erroneous Hegdish would not be Hegdish? A mission says if a person was a Nazir and separated animals from his Kabbalists and he then had the Nazirus annulled, the animals lose all their Kedusha and become Chulim. Beishil said to Beishami over there in his next mission coming up from Mitzashem, Beishil said to Beishami, you clearly see from here that something made Hegdish an error. Not Hegdish. Now, from a Hillel's statement, we see that they felt that Beishamay do hold that Hegdish made an error actually does become Hegdish. And for the Gemara, Hillel was mistaken and thought that Beishamay held this way. But in truth, the Ashita is based on the fact that the person's statement was misleading. But in a true erroneous case of Hegdish, even Beishamay would agree that it does not become Hegdish. Fracting Gemara, a Mishnah later gives a case of where a person accepts Naziris based on his feeling that a person approaching him is Ruvain, a particular person. And another person then accepts Naziris based on his feeling that that person approaching is actually not Ruvain. The Mishnah continues building on the case until there are six people involved who have accepted Naziris on, on, on different conditions, and Beishamah said that all of them become Nazir, and we see clearly that they hold that Naziris, which is like a Hegdish, in error, is considered to be a Nazir. So the same thing, a Hegdish done in error would also become a Hegdish. The Gemara said it's no question that Beishamah hold that way. If Papa is only saying that that's not the reason behind their Shita in our Mishnah. Abayi comes along and gives a different approach altogether. He says the case in the Mishnah is where the statement was made after the ox already left the house. It was made, let's say, in the afternoon. The statement was, the black ox that left my house first, not that will leave, but rather that left my house first, should be Hegdish. He's then told that a white ox left first. When he heard that, he said, had I known that a white ox left first, I would not have said a black ox. That's the, and, and, and that's why Itak is the white ox that becomes Hegdish. And this is the reason why we say that the white ox becomes Hegdish. As Mara says, based on this explanation, we'll, we'll 
also have to understand the other two cases of the Mishnah as talking about where he already had the coin in his hand when he made the statement and where he already had the barrel in his hand when he made the statement. Rav Chista said, a black ox in a white herd cheapens the value of the herd because a black ox is actually less valuable. And a white spot on a black ox is some form of disease. Our Mishnah says, uh, in the first case, that Beishamah say that the white ox becomes Hegdish. Now, we assume that people are stingy when they're Makadish, when they're give things, when they're Makadish and they give things to Hegdish. If so, since Rav said that the white ox is superior, why is it that we say that the white ox is what the person meant to become Hegdish? Because the Chayre was Ba'ayin Ra Makadish, and therefore it should be the cheaper ox, the black ox, according to Rav You can't answer and say that people are generous in the way they, they make things Hegdish, because in the second case of the, of the Nishnah, Beishamah say that the silver coin instead of the gold coin becomes Hegdish. So if it was Ba'ayin Yoffa, then it should really be the gold coin. Now, the third case is also problematic because they, they say that the barrel of oil, which is more expensive than wine, becomes Hegdish. So again, it seems to be Saisa from beginning to end. Mar says the last case is not problematic because the mission may be referring to the Galil, where wine is more expensive than oil. The first case is also not problematic, Dr. because of Chris's statement was made regarding Karmenai oxen. In such oxen, the white are taka more valuable. Zuck the next mission, if a person accepted the Zeus and then drank wine in violation of the Zeus, and then asked the Chacham to annul the Zeus and the request was refused, he counts the Zeus from the time of acceptance, and the drinking of the wine does not affect the counting of the days. If the Chacham annulled the Zeus and he had already separated animals for the Kabbalah, the, the animals lose their Kedusha and become Chulin. Basil said, Beishama, you agree that there's no Kedusha in this case, and the reason is because it was an erroneous Hegdish. Beishama responded, You agree that when one who is taking animal mice and mistakenly calls the ninth animal or the eleventh animal with the name number ten, it becomes Hegdish, even though it was a mistake. Basil responded, that case is different because the Pasuk over there teaches that the 9th and 11th become Kaddish in those cases. It's not based on the fact that it's an erroneous Hegdish. This can be proven from the fact that if someone labels the 8th or the 12th animal as number 10, it would not become Kaddish. That's the end of the Mishnah.